Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Rod, who's your favorite NFL player ever? The guy universally known as Troy. Aikman, in case you don't know. Troy is my boy. And he's ruined me for any other Dallas Cowboys quarterback since. Do we need to go down that road? There's been some good ones, but nobody like Troy. I don't like Tony Romo. I don't like Dak Prescott because I compare them all to Troy. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to the RP Show. Ringing you in with a flame tech football Friday. We got a lot of big football guests coming up on the program today. I'm just so excited. 17-year NFL quarterback and pro bowler Gus Farratt is going to be joining us from the United States of America. Get off the bus, Gus, to talk about week 11 in the National Football League. We've got the reigning Canada West Coach of the Year, Scott Flory, going to join us from the University of Saskatchewan in advance of the Hardy Cup. Saskatchewan Huskies, Manitoba Bison, Saturday afternoon. And Saskatchewan Rough Riders Hall of Famer, Andrew Green is going to be with us. Former Miami Dolphin, by the way, Seattle Seahawk. Drew Green's going to be with us right here in the bunker to talk about uh, a very interesting initiative that he's involved in, plus CFL playoff time and all the rest. So that is all coming up today on Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. Now you're wondering why I'm maybe sitting here alone. It's because the moose is not here. We're bringing them in virtually. You see that? It's just me and the crew back here. The moose is on the road again. Saskatoon. I love this moose. This, let's be honest. You own this show. You're the president and CEO. And shows like this and over the next week are kind of what you had envisioned, right? You're on the road for a very big football game. Tell the viewers why you're not here today. Oh, yeah, it's a big one. And if you hear any noise, they're setting up for the Hardy Cup press conference. It's going to be at uh, 2 o'clock Central Time. That's we got the Hardy Cup here. It's the 84th version of it, the game today or uh, tomorrow afternoon, Manitoba and Saskatchewan. So I'm here for that. Uh, we'll be calling the game. Justin Dunk, who we all know, will be on uh, the color. And uh, it'll be awesome at Griffith Stadium. I tweeted a picture this morning of the stadium as I was waiting to get inside here into the clubhouse. This is the Husky clubhouse. And it just looks awesome. So I can't wait for the afternoon tomorrow. Yeah, well, I know that you were hoping and thinking about overlooking the stadium with your uh, location this morning, but the sun wouldn't allow it, and then uh, blah, blah, blah. So you're in the Husky Clubhouse, which is pretty cool, too. So Coach Scott Flory will be joining us. This is exactly what we wanted with daytime sports talk television, getting ready for Canadian sports and a big weekend. So can you please, Director Jordan, hit the quick six show horn, please? (laughs) 
I'm just feeling punchy. I'm feeling extra Canadian today. We've got a great poll question we're going to get to here in a moment. Uh, Moose, I'm going to fly through the first point of the quick six, and that is Mac Jones through a 19-yard scoring pass to Nelson Aguilar for the game's only offensive touchdown, and the New England defense took care of the rest. On Thursday night football, the result was a 25-0 shutout of the Atlanta Falcons for the Patriots' fifth straight victory. The Falcons haven't scored a touchdown in nearly nine quarters. That is Clark's favorite team. But I'm feeling, as I said, extra Canadian today. I want to get to some Canadian topics. Maybe it's because I'm leaving this weekend for the United States in a tropical climate. I'm not sure, but I want to get it all out of the way now. Point two, Shohei Otani, this isn't Canadian, was unanimously voted American League MVP for a two-way season not seen since Babe Ruth. And Bryce Harper earned the National League honor for the second time. Shohei Otani received all 30 first-place votes in voting by members of the Baseball Writers Association of America. Toronto first baseman Vladdy Guerrero Jr. was second. And Blue Jays infielder Marcus Semien was a distant third. Uh, Moose, I will just drop anchor on that for a second. When the announcement was made last night and you saw all the reaction to Shohei Otani winning it, I flash back to those Jays games, particularly the ones when they came back from Buffalo and were in Rogers Center, and people were chanting, MVP, MVP for Vladdy. Um, did they actually think that he was going to win it? Because did Vladimir Guerrero have an MVP season? Yes. Did he have a better season than Shohei Otani? No. And clearly, like, this was an avalanche win for Shohei Otani. I can't imagine you were surprised when you heard the news last night. It was unanimous. It was unanimous yeah. to the point that the voting numbers didn't even add up because they just voted all for him and stopped yeah. voting for the other two for second and third. Yeah, it's special. I mean, if we're around for this, I mean, we'll remember this for a long, 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 long time. This is something, you know, we talk about they don't do that anymore. They don't play both ways in football or whatever else. This is what they're going to talk about 10, 20 years from now where it's like, remember when he pitched and was, was crushing home runs starting at both positions in the All-Star game? Seems like forever ago and what a wild time, but it's really special. Uh, I, people are all jammed up and they want to get their comments out and they need to understand this is the warm-up for Recall Electric. This is where Moose and I rap. And maybe coming back in the second segment, we'll uh, get to the viewer comments, but we got our own stuff to get out of the way. And like I said, I'm feeling extra Canadian. So with point three, the viewer's going to love this here in Canada. Alberta's Brendan Botcher rink is one of nine men's teams entered in the 2021 trials starting Saturday at the Sastel Center. It's the... uh, Tim Hortons Canadian curling trials with a berth to the Olympics in China on the line. A nine-team women's event is also on tap as the country's top curlers square off for those berths in Beijing. As reigning Briar champions, Botcher's side will be one of the favorites to wear the Maple Leaf in China this February. They'll be joined by a who's who of curling talent for a trials event that's considered the deepest domestic competition of the quadrennial who wrote that? <laughs> that sounds that sounds amazing. So, sounds like the biggest deal of big deals. Olympic champion skips Brad Gushu of St. John's and Brad Jacobs of Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario are back along with Calgary's Kevin Cooey, who will try to return to the games after missing the podium in 2018 at Pyeongchang. Regina's Matt Dunstone will enjoy home ice advantage as the lone Saskatchewan-based entry. Toronto's John Epping and Mike McEwen of West St. Paul, Manitoba round out a field that includes pre-trials winners Jason Gunlison of Morris, Manitoba and Tanner Horgan of Kingston, Ontario. Practice set. Sessions are set for this afternoon. 
The round-robin opener goes Saturday. Meanwhile, Ottawa's Rachel Holman, friend of the show, who beat Chelsea Carey four years ago to take the Olympic spot, returns as one of the headliners in the women's draw. Reigning national champion Carrie Anderson of Gimli, Manitoba, will also be a favorite, along with Winnipeg's Jennifer Jones and Tracy Fleury of East St. Paul, Manitoba, Edmonton's Kelsey Rock, Casey Scheidegger of Lethbridge, and Edmonton's Laura Walker are also in the field with pre-trials winners Krista McCarville of Thunder Bay and Jacqueline Harrison of Dundas, Ontario. So I'm just teeing everybody up. Because as you know, Darren, once those rocks start flying, curling's here, man. It's November. Oh, yeah. And you're going to want to pay very close attention to TSN. Watch these draws. And why don't you tell our viewers very special news with the RP show in Curling Canada and some great sponsors for coverage next week from Saskatoon. It's awesome. Curling Canada has been really, really good to us. And uh, I'm here for football. But once that's done Saturday, I'm not leaving. So I'll stick around all week. We'll be down at the curling trials at the Sastel Center every day. We'll be doing the show probably from either there, the hotel, wherever we need to be. Um, it's going to be great. So we're going to have wall-to-wall coverage of that. I'll be the eyes and ears for you down at the, uh, at the curling trial. Fantastic. Uh, Tim Horton's Canadian curling trials getting underway Saturday with berths in the Olympics on the line. Moving on to point four. Man, we're going through this fast. NHL Thursday. Well, by the way, it's Flame Tech Football Friday, and I think we're going to save the bulk of the CFL-NFL talk and Hardy Cup talk for the next segment, okay? Because people are writing in about last night's NHL. So here's what happened. A lot of games. Morgan Riley scored twice, and the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the New York Rangers 2-1 Thursday night for their 10th victory in 11 games. LFG. In, in Sunrise, Florida, Spencer <laughs> Knight made a career-high 45 saves to lift Florida over New Jersey 4-1. I'm watching the game. Our good friend Randy Moeller's doing the color for the Panthers, and he's like, I don't think the Panthers were, were prepared for this start by New Jersey. Then he caught himself. Mm, I mean, I don't think they were expecting this start by New Jersey because the Devils scored first. They were all over the Panthers. And then once, this is like what it was because I was watching the game on Valley Sports Florida. It was like, whack. Okay. And then the Panthers were set, and they came back and routed them. You know how that happens, right? Oh, yeah. They just weren't expecting oh, yeah. it. Um, Seth Jarvis scored the tie-breaking goal midway through the third period, and Carolina stopped Anaheim's eight-game winning streak, winning 2-1 on the Duck Pond. Ethan Bear scored for the Canes. Friend of the show, proud warrior from Ochapaway's First Nation in Saskatchewan. Uh, Seth Jarvis, of course, a former Portland Winterhawk as well. Listening to, any, listening to NHL radio this morning, they said, should the Ducks be upset that they lost to Carolina? Nope. Best team in the NHL right there. They're making a lot of teams look foolish, the Carolina Hurricanes. Steven Stamkos and Braden Point each scored in the shootout and regulation to lift Tampa Bay over Philadelphia 4-3. Jacob Markstrom made 27 saves for his fifth shutout. Andrew Mangiapani had two goals and a helper in Calgary beat Buffalo 5-0. Apparently this is the most shutouts in this early in a season in modern NHL history, what the Flames are putting up. So when that Flames fan wrote in last week and said, Rod, is this a flash in the pan for Jacob Markstrom? Do you remember what I said, Moose? I said, no, it's not. He's this yeah, good. I remember. He's this good. Uh, Boone Jenner had three goals. Yegor Chinakov scored in the seventh round of a shootout, and Columbus outlasted Arizona 5-4. In Thursday's main event... Connor McDavid scored in regulation and the shootout. Kyle Turris also scored in the shootout, and Edmonton beat Winnipeg 2-1. 
Uh, yeah, I'm watching the game last night, and I'm thinking to myself, just, I get these voices in my head, Darren. I get these voices yeah. in my head. And they tell me to do good things. By the way, it's 11-11. The Opportunity Portal is opening. Ah. Hopefully you walk through it. This voice Are they adding head. a voice to that chorus every day? Every day. One yep. extra voice. A voice know? in my head said, Stuart Skinny, Skinny, Stuart Skinner is the best goaltender the Edmonton Oilers have. And that includes Mike Smith. So a lot of times when I get these voices in my head, I just go and put them on Twitter. They don't necessarily always last there. Sometimes I delete them very quickly. But here's a little trick for you media people that are, uh, don't, don't understand. You can tweet pretty much anything about the Edmonton Oilers and get a... You know what I mean? They're a very easy yeah. thing, especially when you want to talk about Oilers goaltending. But I saw I you got a lot of reaction on it. I saw right, it last night. Right, and I didn't do it to kick the hornet's nest. I, did, I got this voice in my head. Stuart Skinner's the best goalie the Oilers have. Tweeted it, and away we And he is. He is. You didn't and, get a lot of pushback on that. No, no, hardly at all. So whoever's responsible for those voices, thank you. Kirill Kaprizov had a goal and three assists for Minnesota, which used a four-goal third period to spoil Dallas defenseman Ryan Suter's return. 7-2, wild over the Stars. Teddy Bluger scored two goals, and Pittsburgh pounded Montreal 6-0 to snap a three-game skid. Brandon Saad scored twice. Billy Husso made 26 saves, and the St. Louis Blues beat San Jose 4-1 to snap a four-game skid. And Zach Whitecloud scored two goals in his first game back after hand surgery, and Vegas beat Detroit 5-2. By the way, we had a few more minutes left in this segment, the warm-up for Ecold Electric. We don't have time here to get into tonight's CFL doubleheader. The CFL is fine. Referee Tom Valesi, an undisclosed amount for swearing into an open mic on Saturday. And 45-year-old Randy Chevrier has been signed by the Calgary Stampeders as a long snapper. We'll get into all of that next segment, plus the Hardy Cup. Let me just say, State Fair football. <laughs> so to the NHL, I don't know where you want to go on that. Moose, your Leafs won. Connor McDavid clapped back at John Tortorella. And I caught the... End of an interview on NHL radio last week with Craig Button, and I'm pretty sure he was discussing Tortorella's take that Connor McDavid should change his game. I'm not, I jumped in mid interview, so I shouldn't speak for Butts, but he was like, I'm not even dignifying that with a response. Sometimes smart people say stupid things. He had to have been referring to John Tortorella. And McDavid yesterday made the joke that I guess I should shut up about wanting to draw penalties. Does John Tortorella actually believe that Connor McDavid needs to change his game? Does, do you think he actually believes that, or was he just doing it to get a reaction on ESPN? No, I don't think he was wrong. I don't, I don't think he. I think he meant what he said, but I think what he meant was not that he needs to change his game, but I think it, it comes down to the the whining and expecting to get the calls and expecting to do these things. You know, you do have to bear down a little bit in the playoffs. You're not going to get as many power play opportunities. We know that. There's not as many penalties called. Defense tightens up. The scoring goes down. The goaltending goes up. Everything changes a little bit in the playoffs. So it's not going to be the same as the regular season. It never is, especially when the games matter. But I think what, what Torts was more referring to, not that he needs to change his game, but a little bit more of an attitude thing because nobody thinks Connor McDavid needs to change his game, I don't think. Best player in the world. <laughs> I would hope I think not. that's ludicrous. And, and Tortorella is one of the best coaches in the game. So he doesn't think 
he needs to change his style of play, but he needs to bear down a little bit, learn that, and bearing down a little bit is taking the shots and not just getting upset, not letting that throw him off his game. Because when teams see him whining and complaining, they're just going to want to jab him a little bit more. And yeah, then well, when the referees Tor- see him whining and complaining, they're not going to call the penalties. Look, Rex Ryan's a good coach too, and he's on ESPN as well. But if Torts wants to be an analyst for a while, he'd better speak a little more clearly and be a little more defined in what he's saying and not leave his comments open to ambiguity. Fair? From a 32-year broadcaster here. From Northside YEG in Edmonton says, Right on, man. These guys on this show know their hockey. So I'm going to roll with that. Skinner, some more games. The hometown kid. Yes, he should keep playing him, man. He replaced Koskinen the other night when the game was out of reach. He was outstanding last night. Keep playing him. I had another NHL point, but I guess I'll have to come back to it because it slipped my mind. The poll question. Oh, it was the Canucks. It was the Canucks. Can I just say ah. this about Jim Benning, the general manager, coming out? Here's my take, having not put up, been put up to it by anybody. When he sits at a podium and goes, Where is this? we're as surprised as anyone. We're frustrated. We're all frustrated. We're trying to find the answers. Hey, Jim, you've lost five in a row. If I'm Francesco Aquilini, the owner, I'm saying, if you don't know, who knows? You're fired. What is it? Five years at least? Four for sure for Travis Green, the coach. If you don't know after this amount of time what's wrong with your team and your locker room, you got to go. Because you know that you can watch, I believe, I know I can, I'm pretty sure you can too, watch the Vancouver Canucks for five, ten minutes, a game maximum, and you can see what the problem is. We don't know. It sounds like Brock Sunderland in Edmonton, the general manager of the Elks, standing at midfield saying, (laughs) we don't know. We're shocked we're this crappy. Boom, you're gone too. Like, how are they getting away with this? Like Jim Benning, we're talking to other GMs in the league and seeing what they have available. Yeah, Jim, because they're going to line up and help you. We're talking right. to agents. We're talking to agents. Yeah, and they're going to do what's best for the Vancouver Canucks. No, they're not. Th- this is what's going on in Vancouver? I would have fired him yesterday. And the poll question today is, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who has been the biggest disappointment on the continent this season? For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who's been the biggest disappointment on the continent this season? The Vancouver Canucks, the Montreal Canadiens, the Detroit Lions, or the Edmonton Elks? And leading the way right now is the Montreal Canadiens. I would have not voted for them. I would have voted for either the Elks or the Canucks. But anyways... Uh, Clark saying on YouTube, Elks is leading. When we come back, we'll delve into the football. This is the warm-up brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live daily in 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is the RP Show. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. A reminder that all our Friday guests are uh, presented by Wheaton Kia. You can find them at the corner of Albert and Avonhurst in North Regina. Boy, people are having fun with a poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. 
Who's been the biggest disappointment on the continent this season? You can write in with your own answers, by the way, if you don't like any of these options. Vancouver Canucks, Montreal Canadiens, Detroit Lions, Edmonton Elks. And uh, on Twitter, as we said, the Canadians, Montreal Canadiens are leading. On YouTube, the Elks are leading. And it, it's you. what we like to do with our polls every day is be somewhat thought-provoking. You just sit back and think about this. Darren Workman's watching in Salt Lake City. He says the Elks were picked by some to win the Western Division. The other choices had way less expectations. And for that reason, I would say the Elks, but the Canucks... I mean, they were dead last last year in Canada. I thought they were going to be better, and they're not. Chris Bird in King City, Ontario, says Lions are a perennial loser, so not surprised. Elks by far are underperforming based on their roster. And we'll get to the actual games. Um, I'm interested to watch the games tonight in the Canadian Football League. Ottawa's at Montreal. I just am, I'll be tuning in to watch Trevor Harris because I love me some Trevor Harris personally and professionally, see how he fares with the Alouettes. And they need to win to have a chance to clinch second. Ottawa, it's um, garbage time for them. And then later on tonight, it's Edmonton at BC. Toilet Bowl, hoping to stay awake for it. But I'll I'll be at least tuning in casually. Let's bring Moose back in here. Um, The CFL did announce yesterday that referee Tom Valesi has been fined an undisclosed amount for blurting out, F them. I still think it's hilarious. On the live mic at the Rough Riders on Saturday. Uh, case closed, do you think? Yeah. Yeah? It's done. Riders said they're okay with it. They've, you know, only they know really who he was talking to, what he was talking about. You find them. You're not going to lose any games over this. Yeah, it's case closed. But it'll be interesting because now we'll be watching Tom. Uh, I'll be watching to see the officiating crews for when the Rough Riders play the rest of the way. This weekend, yes. the West semifinal, the West final, the Grey Cup, if they make it that far, pretty sure Tom Valesi won't be on that crew. By the way, you can always write us on the text line at 902-518-3033. Did I get it right? 3033. It's not going to be in your head till you hear the jingle over and over. We'll get it. Right. Come on. 902-518-3033. I just hear like a barbershop quartet singing it in my head when I yeah. rattle that through my cranium. Anyways, Mandy in Edmonton has found the text line. She writes it and says, if I tell Shaw I'm leaving because they don't have Game Plus in the RP show, will you buy me wings and a beer at Hooters? Mandy, that is a Texas 10-4. Bingo! Absolutely. Will you do that? I think I'll do it for anybody across Western Canada. You go into your local cable carrier, Shaw, and say, I'm canceling my cable because you don't carry Game Plus. Do it! Darren will, Darren will pick up the tab. <laughs> and uh, right but I'll, I'll meet you at Hooter. That, that's a win-win for me. Jeff Caldwell is watching in Redmond, Oregon on Game Plus TV. See, he gets it. And he says, I stopped in at Taco Time in Sandy, Oregon yesterday. Wouldn't have gone if not for the RP show. Great stuff. (laughs) How about that? Got it. Tag a minute. Post it. (laughs) Um, Okay. 
we're into the football discussion, Moose. And Jack Fulton, our man Jack, he's watching out there in Vulcan, Alberta. He's a Stampeders fan. And he says, I don't understand why Nick Arbuckle isn't getting the opportunity he so richly deserves. Great game, but the business of football sucks. I haven't read a whole lot into this other than I saw the headline or I got a notification yesterday from somewhere that said that Nick Fatty Arbuckle won't play tonight for Edmonton. And I got to think that he's going to at least get his money. I would hope. I mean, Jack, you tell me, and you got my number. You shoot me a text for what you know about this situation. It's one thing not to play, but I know the mentality of the pro football player. At least pay me. Are you got him on injured reserve? Have you got him on the one game? What do you do? Just make sure the man gets paid. I'm not always sure that they are doing that, but the fact is Jamie Elizondo coaching his last game tonight for the Edmonton Alex Darren. That's a really good question. It's a really good question. It would all depend on, I know we talked about the expectations and disappointments, but it all depends on what those internal expectations are, right? I mean, if they internally thought this was going to be a tough year, then Jamie's bought himself a year. If they've committed to him, you know, for a set number of years and Jamie's got a plan, then I think he's fine. But if they had sky-high expectations and the bottom's just fallen out and they haven't met them, then yeah, he might be. He absolutely might be. But we know he's a, a great offensive coordinator. We know we've seen that, you know, Sometimes with rookie head coaches, we don't often know if it'll translate to being the boss, the leader, the decision maker. But um, it's a very interesting storyline to follow tonight. Lots of great comments coming in here. And by the way, producer Clark has told me that Gus Farad has logged in. So we'll speed this segment up and get to him in a hurry. But there are a lot of CFL questions have come in. And if he missed what we were saying earlier, longtime CFL referee, Tom Valesi was fined an undisclosed amount by the league for saying into his open microphone, timeout, Saskatchewan. F them. (laughs) I still can't stop laughing at it. And Mike Horrigan is watching in Toronto, in Toronto. Mike Horrigan, he's, where's the comment? Because I still don't understand. Where is it, guys? Still don't understand why they had to take a timeout at the start of the second half. Do you see that comment? Anyway, I'm going by... Memory here. Oh, Uh, anyways, the coach said we didn't have our guys lined up. We didn't have enough men on the field. And I think he said a couple of guys were in the bathroom in the locker room. And they weren't ready to go to start the second half. And they had to take a timeout. Again. Well, it it makes sense now. State fair football. It makes sense. You know, guys are in the locker room and it's like, they got to take a timeout, but, but our guys are waiting, but we're waiting on this guy, this guy, F them. They're not ready. (laughs) Gotta go. Exactly. Take the timeout. That's what happened. I get it. You know what? I'm with Tom. From Steve-O's channel. That's the guy's name watching on YouTube. He says, are you surprised Jeremiah Masoli is still starting for the Ticats? I know the Cats have won. But Jeremiah Masoli hasn't been great. Well, the Ole Miss product, listen, man, come on. come. On. I, I got to ask Gus about this. Style points for quarterbacks. He's winning. Here is what Jeremiah, holy moly Masoli, is saying to you, Steve-O. I don't know. I was too busy winning. They've won what? Four in a row going into Toronto last week? in a class of the top two teams in the Eastern Division, and they didn't win that game. 
But no, I'm not surprised. Masoli's the best quarterback they have. Okay? So they're going to go with the best quarterback they have. They had three that can start and win games. What a luxury the Hamilton Tiger Cats have. Jeremiah Masoli, Dane Evans, and our good friend David Watford. And by the way, it's the last game of the regular season tomorrow, and they need to win to nail down home field, which is at least a million dollars in the coffers to the Hamilton Tiger Cats to host a game in the Eastern semifinals. So I'm not surprised at all that Jeremiah Masoli is starting. And I appreciate the good old CFL discussion here today. Aren't you, Moose? Oh, I love it. And I, yeah. like, but this is what I said, right? You know, oh, for on, whatever reason. Go, Chris Bird, go. who I want to preface as an Argos fan, says yeah. Masoli won against teams that aren't in the playoffs. That's his fault in some way. You can only beat the teams that are on the schedule. I, that's the biggest argument I hate is, oh, he didn't beat anybody. What if he'd lost? <laughs> what would you be saying about him then? Anyways, last segment, last question, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but they had a question specifically for you. Ryan H. Hey. on YouTube said, Moose, how much is it hurting the Edmonton Elks' new rebrand with the new name that they've changed from Eskimos to Elks and to be, and to be the worst team in the league? How much is it hurting them? It hurts, absolutely, because you want to say fear the deer. Nobody's fearing them, right? It's like baby deer. It's just like you're cute, and we're not worried about you at all. So, yeah, it does hurt the rebrand a little bit. They need to come out with a statement in the off. They have to have a really good offseason. There's a lot of pressure on that group to have a good offseason and regroup and come out strong with a strong brand, strong presence, and get everybody excited for next year. Most we will see you back in hour two, right? Can't wait. Okay, because we will preview that Hardy Cup, the University of Saskatchewan Huskies against the University of Manitoba Bisons, which you can watch Saturday on Canada West TV and Sastel Max Television for the Canada West Football Championship. Darren will be calling it, and he's live from the U of S campus as we speak. Gus Farad joins us next, the 17-year NFL quarterback and pro bowler. Lots to get to with Gus. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network. YouTube live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. Pro Bowl NFL quarterback Gus Farratt joins us now from the Huddle Up with Gus podcast in the States. Last time we talked, Gus, if you remember, it was the day before the NFL season. So it's been 11 weeks. Good to see you, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Rod. How are you doing? And man, since the last time I spoke with you, things have amped up for the Rob Peterson show. I love it. <laughs> You've noticed big time. Thank you, Gus. I appreciate that. Listen, what were you thinking when you heard our discussion about the quarterbacks? Well, he's winning, but not by enough. And against inferior opponents, you played the position. It's hard to win, Gus. Like, ugh, what do you think when you hear well, that? Well, I think that when you play professional sports, a win is a great thing, no matter if it's the last team in the league or the top team in the league. 
they're hard to come by. It's not easy. And you're playing against incredible competition. So any win is a good win. Yeah, and then that's not just at the quarterback position. Is that not just for teams as well? I mean, you've played on good teams. You've played on bad teams. Do you not get frustrated when you hear the fans say, well, you won, but not by enough? Or they want the perfect game. And I just, ah, I'm like, would you stop talking? Yeah, well, that's fans all over. No matter where you are, they want everything to be perfect, right? The Penguins won 6-0 last night, and... That, you know, everybody here wanted them to win 7-0, right? That's just how it is. But, uh, you know, you kind of got to cut out the noise when you're a player and just, just go and keep playing because it doesn't matter. You know, 10 years from now, when you, when you say they ha- this guy had four wins uh, this season, they're not going to remember any teams he played. Yeah, no kidding. Good, Very, very good point. My burning question to you is the Week 11 matchup of the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. Is it indeed a Super Bowl preview? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's too too up in the air this year in the NFL. I don't think that we can say the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, and I don't think that we can say that the Cowboys are the best team in, in the a- NFC. Uh, so um, I don't think it's a Super Bowl preview, but it could be. You know, I mean, anything can happen this year as we've seen week in and week out in the NFL. Uh, who's the MVP of this season so far in your mind? Let's say the first half MVP. Yeah, you know, um, regular, like just all MVP or rookie MVP? Which one do you want to go with? Who will win the MVP of the NFL if they were handing it out this week? Oh, well, my pick would have been Derrick Henry, but then he got hurt. So that really mm-hmm. hurt him, uh, you know, because he's kind of the heart and soul. But they've been playing well without him, which is amazing. And they got Adrian Peterson back. Uh, you know, it's probably usually a quarterback that you see get an MVP. So if you look at what quarterbacks are the best this year, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has shown that he can play uh, even without the top players on his team. Um you never can count Patrick Mahomes out, but he definitely had some really poor games through the first stretch of the season. Uh, Lamar Jackson is always uh, a favorite just because of what he can do, how many yards he puts up total. Um, it's just an amazing player to watch. And other than that, you know, I was hoping Justin Herbert would have an, another year that was big, but um, that's not not happening. Uh, so my front runner right now might be Aaron Rodgers, even with all the craziness that's going on around him. Oh, interesting. Well, for sure. I just wonder if that will sway voters in terms of how that's all gone down. How selfish of me. There have been a lot of voters that have got our voters, uh, viewers that have questions for you. Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, question for guests, is Taylor Heineke the guy in Washington, or do you think they need to go after a quarterback in next year's draft? Oh, they're going to go after a quarterback. I like Taylor a lot, and I think that he gives them a lot of passion. He plays hard, uh, but I don't think that's the guy that Ron Rivera is going to, you know, put all his eggs in the basket, right? I think that he'd be a great guy to bring in um, in all those kind of situations. He pro- He's proven he can come play um, when he's been on the bench, when he's sitting behind watching, and he can come in and lead the team and make some great throws, but... I don't know if that's the type of guy that the Washington Redskins are actually looking for. Well, speaking of quarterbacks, I would assume they're your favorite topic, just like goalies are mine. Um, what about this debate? Mac Jones, 
Were the Patriots wise in taking him 15th? I saw something nobody else did. Or lucky that he fell to number 15 coming out of Alabama? I think they were wise because of, you know, a lot of Alabama quarterbacks that we've seen come out um, haven't produced, haven't done the things that they did in college. And Mac Jones is showing us that he's smart. He gets rid of the ball. He doesn't buckle under pressure. Um, I think he might be the rookie of the year. I was looking at Jamar Chase, maybe the rookie of the year, but I think it's going to be Mac Jones. And I think that uh, Belichick is smiling every time he goes out and plays. Well, with for the Patriots fans that are watching, what have you seen, Gus? What have they done with Mac other than show him confidence in him very early in training camp and keep throwing him out there? But from a technical schematic thing, what, what have they done to give him the chance to be successful? They have a really good defense. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that, you know, uh, he's got to make mistakes. He's a rookie. If you look at Peyton Manning uh, in his rookie year and how many picks he threw, you know, Mac threw a pick last night, maybe wasn't the right place to throw the ball, but he's going to learn from those things. But you see him doing things that uh, a lot of mature veteran quarterbacks can do uh, where he's got a full-time, full blitzer. Nobody's blocking him coming on. He retreats a little bit, throws it to only where his receiver can get it, but it's still a catchable ball. And I think that's one of the things that uh, you can't teach. And he has that composure, that calm demeanor. And I think that comes from how he knows the offense Um, And I think he's just going to get better and better. The one thing I think that he is lacking is just that rocket arm. But I think everything he else, all the other intangibles, help him be a great player. Al Tacona, watching in Winnipeg, says, I'll say it again, Mac Jones is the best quarterback out of that draft. Ooh, that's a spicy topic. Who do you think is the best quarterback out of that rich? Well, he's shown this year that he's the best Right, Rod? He's shown that he can go out and play and win games. Uh, The other guys had opportunities. Uh, You know, we've seen Justin Fields play uh, in Chicago, and uh, he hasn't won. Trey Lance had a couple opportunities. He hasn't won. And then Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville, uh, you know, they're just struggling as a team. So I think Mac fits well in those teams, and he's shown that he can go out and lead a team to victory. Uh, You know, he's smart. I think Coach Belichick likes a guy that stays in the pocket because that's what they had for, for many, many years with Tom. And uh, I think that he fits in that system. And right now he's playing the best out of all of them. Well, that's interesting. The two last guys, Justin Fields and Mac Jones, have been the better than the top three. No doubt. Could you, Gus, tell our viewers about the Huddle Up with Gus podcast? Like um, I've heard uh, some of your episodes, not all, but you're getting some major guests on there, man. You having fun with that? What's going on? Oh, I love it, man. I had to like... He is. He was named the greatest CFL player of all time, and I just had him on two weeks ago. Doug Flutie. So can you, you Doug Flutie? So Doug Flutie was on. Um, you know, obviously he played in the NFL, played in the CFL, was a great guy. We had a great conversation. Uh, so on Huddle Up with Gus, we talk to people, we bring in unbelievable guests, and we talk about how sports shaped their lives. So everybody has a great story. Doug has a great story. You know, the the Heisman winner, uh, you know, the one of the greatest throws in college football ever and a victory mm-hmm. over over Miami. And then just, uh, you know, all of a sudden not going anywhere in the draft and then going to his career wasn't the typical you know career that you would think of of a quarterback like that. So huddle up with Gus. We talk to people like that. And we got a new platform called Super. 
Um, it's a pl- it's a Facebook platform, and people can come on the show when we when we post it. So we usually do Thursday nights around six, and you can come on live. You can you can ask our guests a live question, so we'll bring you on camera, or you can type in a question through chat. And it's a great new platform. It's just taking podcasting to another level. It's a lot of fun. Well, like when you were saying that we've gone a long ways, I knew you guys had gone a long ways, and I wanted to. I give the opportunity to talk about that. And by the way, I just looked up your Wikipedia. Gus, you are one year older than me. You turned 50 in July. So mine's coming up. Um, I remember when my dad turned 50, I was like, oh, my God, he's ancient. I hope we have him for a few more years. He went to 81, of course. (laughs) But my point is that I had the pleasure of not calling Flutie's games, but being on the sidelines as a sideline reporter and just watching him just going, Oh, my God, what he's doing out there. And he won the league MVP six straight years with, like, three different teams. I don't know if he got into that or not, but it's not even close. Who was number two to Doug Flutie? What made you want to get Doug? What made you want to get Doug on? Uh, you know, I just I just love people that have very interesting pasts and and very. Um you know, where there's life is just surrounded by sports and Doug is like that, but he's very interesting, right? He has a band uh, that he does with his brother. Uh, he, he's, he's doing all kind of charity work. He has a foundation, um, the Flutie foundation uh, for his son and Doug, he still surfs every morning and then he plays baseball at night. So you talk about a guy that loves sports. Uh, that's the guy you want on your show. Yeah, no kidding. He's uh, he is an icon for sure up here. Just a football icon. Uh, no matter the league. Gus, we'll let you go. Looks like you are comfy in your environs. Are you, they want to know, are you in the doghouse, in the sauna? What, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, no, this is the hangout room for the kids. This is where, here, wait, I'll show you. This is where I keep all, this is the only place my wife allows me to keep all my cards. So I collect old baseball cards. Oh, wow. And I just had that one graded. It's my uh, rookie Roberto Clemente. So um, this is where I come and sit and hang out and check out all my cards. What's funny, man, the young staff around here, I was telling them how great the Pirates were back in the day, and they looked at me like, the, the Pirates have never been great. I'm like, no, 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 we are family. 70, Roberto Clemente, again, our age, Gus, our age. Listen, enjoy the football. Well, yeah, that's why, that's why this guy's my, my second favorite, right? That was my first favorite. That's my second one. Is Willie Stargell? Willie I can't Stargell. See. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, what a crew really, you so got if you if you ever if you had a swing, you you know how like you when you play wiffle ball back in the day, you'd emulate somebody's swing. I was always doing Willie Stargell. <laughs> Those were some some greats from that city for sure. Gus, thank you, man. Enjoy the football. Hope we can do it again soon. All right, Rod. I appreciate you, man. Uh, everybody can go to Huddle Up with Gus. Check me out. Keep killing it, man. You're doing great. Same to you. Everybody, give him a follow. Gus Ferrat joining us from the Steel City. Taco Time viewer takeover is next. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It's just been a fantastic day. We move into Taco Time viewer takeover. Lots of uh, comments have come in. Did you know Taco Time has been around for 40 years in Canada? 
This iconic brand, the Canadian favorite, serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. And I just can't believe all the Americans that are writing in that they're just flooding taco time because of this show. Particularly Sandy, Oregon. Let's get a photo of that. (laughs) I knew this was coming. I knew it. The poll question today is, who's been the biggest disappointment on the continent this season? For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, our Navy friend Don writes in from Ottawa and says, Justin Trudeau. That's pretty, that's pretty good. As far as sports teams, your options for the biggest disappointments on the continent this year are the Vancouver Canucks, the Montreal Canadiens, the Detroit Lions, or the Edmonton Elks. And now the Canucks are leading with 40% of the vote on Twitter. What are they saying on YouTube, Clark? Still the Edmonton Elks. I would say either the Edmonton Elks or the Vancouver Canucks, for sure. Didn't expect much of the Detroit Lions. Didn't expect much of the Montreal Canadiens. Chris Bird in King City, Ontario, says the University of Saskatchewan is going to roll this weekend, and Western will take the Yates. Hashtag come at me. Well, we have Darren DuPont uh, lined up. Joining us in hour two from the University of Saskatchewan, we got Scott Flory, the Huskies head coach, going to be with us in hour two, Canadian Football Hall of Famer and the Canada West Coach of the Year. Um, from Ward in Winnipeg, good morning, Rod and Moose. Three Winnipeg Jets players still looking for their jocks, thanks to McJesus. Signed, Ward. That's just Connor, right? We expect it. Every night, and we get it every night. Dan Mc... Last minute, last minute of play in hour one. From Dan in the Queen City. That's what I love about the RP Show. You can turn to any sports channel and get coverage around the NBA, NHL, NML... Sorry, MLB, NFL. That's all they cover. But the RP Show covers that, plus all the sports not on any of the sports channels thoroughly enjoy the show thank you dan and i had somebody say to me recently how do you keep up with all these leagues i'm like uh if that's my job (laughs) i'm a pretty lucky guy and i'm so happy not being locked into one team or one league and that's all that i have time for or i'm allowed to talk about or can't say whatever i want it's the best job in the world Next hour, Scott Florian, Andrew Green, and the Moose, and more of you, and we'll award the Taco Time Comment of the Week. Stick around here on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.